five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast, your premier source for everything to do with the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce, the usual voice that comes to you normally bi-weekly here in the offseason. We're mixing things up. We went a little wild. We decided to bring you a weekly episode. I am joined virtually by Sam at another Sam Chan. Uh, Ani at Ani Strife. He's a little bit under the weather. Uh, the uh, Extra Life Game Day weekend took a lot out of him. BlizzCon took a lot out of him. Uh, dude got a promotion at work. That took a lot out of him. Anyways, uh, he's recuperating. So is he spankrolling tonight's episode? Oh, I hope so. I mean, he's he's now a director. All right. I got I to gotta order some more stuff uh, as a business expense or podcast expense. Yeah, just just send it to Omni because he's he's making bank now. Need some caviar. But uh, yeah, what have you been up to since I last spoke to you on Saturday, Sam? <sighs> Digesting. I think we all watched a lot of Overwatch or played a lot of Overwatch, depending on which corner you were at. Had a lot of fun with talking to our to our uh, loyal listeners, playing with our loyal listeners, having them carry me all the way to one of those Demon Hunter skins. Thank you very much. Which we were well on our way to doing until such time as we decided to mix things up. Yeah, we can't decide what we want to play. Apparently, Mystery Heroes is the thing. Yeah. But uh, this past weekend, if for some reason you missed it, it was the Extra Life Game Day weekend. And uh, as a team, Team RSP raised over 600, uh, or sorry, over $760. Shortchanging us here, man. I know, I'm taking away. It's over, like, it was actually, I think, specifically, it was like 763 US, um, which is more than half of our our goal for the entire year. Uh, But that was uh, yourself, me, Omni, as well as uh, Manatee, uh, all playing games. Manatee went whole hard, man. He went for the full 24-hour stream. Did we ever ask him what did he eat? No, we never actually did. And it's not like, so uh, some background here on those that do 24 hour streams. Normally they start the stream like in the morning because you sort of go to bed, you get a good night's sleep, you get up, you fire up the stream and then you go, you know, full day. Nah, Manatee, he's hardcore. He worked on Friday, normal work day. He thought he might get a few Z's Friday night, but no go. He wakes up or gets up or decides to start the stream at like midnight. On Friday, Saturday, like, <laughs> and then he proceeds to stream. So when he joined us in the morning, he had already gone like eight hours into his stream. And then he continued forward until I don't think he made the full 24 hours. If I recall his tweets, like 23 hours and change, mm. but that's, that's next Semantics. level. Antics. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, that's uh, a 24 hour to me. But I thought it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, we were doing a six stack in mystery heroes for the, for better part of the morning, it was you, me, and Omni. Manatee was there. Schmidtstorm, uh, Siren Song. We were uh, all rocking Titan skins, and then you went through the Toronto Defiant in the mix. I had to stand out. How else would you know which one was me? That's it's true. It's the one but, that's always at spawn. That's the one that's me. <laughs> but yeah, we did like we did what low gravity, and you had me as a Moira who wasn't healing because that's pretty much what <laughs> Moiras don't do. Um, but oh my God, it was so much fun as Moira being able to like, you know, bounce and like blink towards people at light speed. Low gravity legitimately left me dizzy. I think, I think so. So, you know, full background story. I was trying to make sure I had to set up 
uh, a Twitch channel the night before and I was trying to mess around, trying to figure out how things work. So I stayed up pretty late, not, not manatee mm. level, but you know, two, three in the morning. And then we were going to stream in the morning. Um, so I was already groggy on my second cup of coffee by the time we were low gravity and everything just kind of felt off. Wow. No I, food either. So I don't know how people do it. I don't know how people stream for a living, man. It's, it's, it's hard work, man. Kudos to those guys. Well, and that's, I think that's what's missed on is that, yeah, full-time, you know, streamers, they, it's, it is hard work. It's more than just sitting down playing video games. You're on, you have to be entertaining. Um, it's not like you can just get up and go at any point you want, although some will, you know, work in bio breaks and get some lunch and, and every so often, but it's, it's, it's not something you can just go and do. Okay. Uh, anywho, um, for those who, that are interested in helping us get to that goal, it's $1,500 US hour over 50% of the way there. Uh, we hope to hit that goal before the end of the year. You can donate by going to extra-life.org slash team slash ready, set, phone. Uh, or you have until the end of November to purchase our exclusive uh, Extra Life uh, Mega Health Pack uh, sticker, which is uh, hand-drawn by OmniStrife himself. And you can find that at readysetphone.threadless.com. But, uh, you know, again, it's only available to the end of November. Once the end of November rolls around, we're going to throw that bad boy into the vault. And this this podcast be like Disney. It ain't coming back out. <laughs> uh, we're uh, coming to you outside of our every two weeks because there was huge news this week on weekend. It was BlizzCon. Um, and, uh, you know, as you know, uncle Jeff said he forgot his speech, but that's okay. Cause there's this thing called the internet, which you just had to use to essentially share everything. So I don't think there's anything that we're going to talk about. That'll be too big of a surprise. If you happen to have been following along to all the leaks, it somehow missed blizzcon this weekend uh there isn't much going on in the world of the vancouver titans we're going to talk a little bit about is that good um we've aptly titled this episode the juice because maybe we've got some maybe we don't uh and then in the fray still lots of moves blizzcon reactions some updates on uh, how the overwatch uh, league 2020 season will pan out so we'll talk a little bit about overwatch world cup uh and uh we we got a, a shout out that I'm I'm going to share a little bit uh, later, but you know what? Let's go straight into the payload. Moving the payload. Join me. There is no Vancouver Titans news to speak of yet, at least on the player personnel side. Um, Harsha obviously, you know, left earlier on in the off season, which caught a lot of us by, by surprise. Uh, and then, uh, in, on the, the business side of the organization, just today, there was an announcement of a, a new account executive, Robert Olins, uh, who's joined the team, but from the player personnel side, there's been nothing. There've been some rumors, but still really no movement. Now I'm, correct me if I'm wrong here, Sam, but we probably didn't expect there to be too much movement, all things considered. So is no news good news? I th- I think no news is better than news than uh, what the Valiant have lots of news, but none of it's good. So <laughs> I will take the Titans news, no news day any day. Um, but yeah. Well, and I like, I mean, we, we sort of knew this going into the off season the Vancouver Titans had themselves a solid roster. If anything, there was some curiosity as to the future of someone like Rappel. Um, Tizzy was on an option. And then, you know, if Tizzy is part of the team, where does that 
to where does bumper fit into the mix and maybe from there there's discussions as to uh, who might you know the titans look to pick up to to supplement their their depth when it comes to damage maybe a little additional support but there hasn't been any movement now i believe they have until like you know is it next week? I want to say that they have to, you know, have an eight roster, which they do. They have eight right now, but then I believe it's this week when if players on options, aren't seeing those options exercise, they become free agents. And the only two are repel and tizzy. Uh, was it who and tizzy or repel? I can't remember which one. I, I think it was repel. I'm pretty Maybe sure who was actually under contract. Yeah. 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 That's fine. Um, but yeah, either way, I think, I think we'll, we'll be just fine. Um, I think Titans cord might get a little bit antsy as we kind of see some of these new moves come out, which we'll, we'll talk a little bit more in the payload, but I think we'll be just fine. So speaking of moves, apparently Fisher has juice. I don't know. I don't know what kind of juice Fisher is on, but sure. It just, it seems so odd um, that first of all, that type of news, I mean, maybe it's not like the whole situation down in, in LA came out of a, a stream from Sideshow, which it looked legit, but now looking at how <laughs> news has been shared, I don't know if the LA Valiant are deciding that we've, we we're on such a tight budget. We can't afford a PR department. So we're just going to leak this stuff now. Maybe that's like, you know, the big brain thing, but uh, yeah, Fisher allegedly has juice and you know, that's sort of fired up the rumor mill wondering if, you know, someone like uh, Rudyon could be a, a Vancouver Titan. In fact, our, our buddy Forshee from Titans court, he's gone the extra mile by, <laughs> putting together some pretty solid graphics. In fact, like I, at one point I was going to like, Hey bud, can I, can I tweet this out? Like, you know, I'll give you credit or whatnot as being my source. <laughs> but I thought, no, I don't want to, I don't want to rumor monger here at RSP. We only share, we only share the juice. If it's legitimately juice. Well, saying you have, saying you have juice, is that juice? Uh, no, because like I could, <laughs> that's I what could, fish is doing, right? I could tell you, I got like all the juice that's sitting here right now. I could flash the eye emoji at people, but it's nothing until it's something. I mean, I get my juice from circle K, so that's fine, but <laughs> what you <laughs> yeah, did there. That, that one's a freebie. Um, but you know, it's, I don't know. Fit, fit, I struggle with Fisher because like, you know, his, he has all the talent in the world and, and he's supposed to be a star in this league, but for one reason or another, he never sticks on a team supposedly retired, which is, you know, all fine and dandy. And then he just comes out and says, I have juice, right? It, it just seems a little bit too more self-absorbed for me to be entirely interested in it. Um, just Fisher making it about Fisher mm-hmm. um, without any, like, and he hasn't really said anything, right? He just like, names 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 throws roji hong's name out there throws the titans name out there threw a bunch of other names out there like we can all do that but that doesn't that doesn't mean anything but like i like the rumor so much like i'll run with it like that would be a dream come true for me yeah. even though legit not logistically but but just team composition wise it doesn't really make sense um but but roji hong's a legend man <laughs> Like this, like we were just talking about streaming, right? Like this guy was 
Like everybody's on vacation. They're have, living their best it's lives. Like Maple Story or whatever. Yeah, he's, he's streaming Maple Story and eating takeout like for hours on end. <laughs> keeping those keeping those fingers strong. Oh, yeah, I, I I actually wonder: Does RJH fit sort of in the Titans as they exist today? Like, let's let's legitimately run with this one a bit. Does he fit within the hive mind? I I don't. I don't I don't know about the hive mind, but I do know that him and um him and Twilight do a lot of the same positions with the Ana, with Zen, the flex support role, uh the Moira. Um Yeah, like where where would he play? Would they play together? Would they play off? Or just whenever one team feels like they're taking a break? Um just it doesn't seem to make sense. And we have a star we have a star flex support. Well, and that, therein lies the problem. Like, I don't think RGH goes to a team to be on the bench unless, out, right? you know, unless that's the means to stay in the league. I mean, that's, that's obviously a little bit different. Uh, but the, the fact remains, uh, it just, in, it, with where the Vancouver Titans exist today, that's not the position that I feel they would nope. go and, and make a, a splash in. Yeah, I was actually doing a bit of thinking, and if we were going to add anybody, I think I think you know a backup main support would be nice, backup flex tank would be nice, um, but but the idea that I had around and really around like the, the Titans' struggles, um, especially this last season, is they really need someone that can can offload some of Haxel's stuff, and and the name that I was just trying to dig through the free agent list. So this isn't this isn't a rumor. This is barely even speculation. But someone like Flower could potentially fit in because Flower has a pretty good Farah. Uh, Flower has a pretty good May. And the problem we ran into with the last meta is our best May was also our best Doomfist was also our best Farah. So he couldn't, we couldn't alternate. We couldn't run a, a very strong Doom Farah or a strong Doom May because it was the same guy playing both positions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that was the name that I kind of thought up of. Um, I'm sure there might be other better free agents out there. I didn't like do an extensive list, but that's someone I'd be interested in going after. Um, just just to you know hang out with the back back support. He also runs a pretty good bastion, so that was one thing that was also lacking lacking in our DPS comps is is we didn't really have the the bastion comp figured out. Um, but it's it's all speculation because like you know having been burned this season, the meta is going to change like crazy anyway. So who knows. Well, and there, therein lies another thing to consider is the meta. I mean, based on the fact that the season doesn't start for another essentially four months, we're going to see something, I would imagine. Right. I mean, we, we think about what was the last that we got was, uh, Sigma. So map would be next if we follow the, the cadence. Yeah, and we we still got the whole echo thing. We got the soldier yeah. thing, and no doubt that's all going to happen within the next year, right? So, yeah. who knows? Oh well, only time will tell. Plus, uh, as is practice, because we are recording this on a Tuesday evening, all the Vancouver Titans news is going to break tomorrow on Wednesday when this podcast goes live. Which... Yeah, that's when we get our Ridgey on jerseys. Woohoo! But then we were already talking about it like being a, a possibility now. So theoretically, maybe we know something. We're just not 100% confident to tell you that that's the case. Mm. Eh. Uh, Let's take a quick break before we dive into a big fray.
As I talked about the last episode, the Overwatch League is continuing to make so many moves that I can't keep up. I will concede there haven't been as many moves in the past week that we saw the two weeks previous, uh, up to the last episode, but I, I, I've given up. There's stuff going on. Um, we missed out on the opportunity to hear about your thoughts on the Toronto Defiant, though, Sam. Has Toronto, you know, turned the page? By going to Team Canada Light? Mm, I think they're Team Canada Light. <laughs> Which speaks for itself. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into when we talk a little bit about the Overwatch <laughs> World Cup, probably. Um, but I mean, when we look at sort of what's been going on within the Overwatch League, and there was rumors that that uh, uh, the MAM were going to become, you know, Runaway 2.0, but that sounds like that's completely fallen flat. Um, Such classic mayhem. <laughs> So, okay, so that's not happening. Um, Gamsu, he's in Dallas now. Um, i trying to think what else has happened since the last Shanghai episode. has made some moves. I think the flood of things about to, to become official. Yeah. Um, they did get a, I, I can't say his name, Li Gong, Li Gong Jun, Jong, uh, blanks my name. The, the, Young Jin? The, Young Jin. No, no, not Youngjin. Um, the the main support for Runaway last uh, last season. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Um, so, yeah. so they're they're stacked on on support. They they just got um, shoot, I'm blanking on all the names. It's off season, guys. Names are relative. They they just traded for for um, Izayaki last season. So so their their support line is stacked, and that's with Coma with Luffy just you know sitting out playing playing high fives with each other. One of those guys or both of them might leave, but but the Shanghai have made some nice moves. Washington Justice have made some nice moves. Um, I don't have a list in front of me. For some reason, I have some sneakers in front of me. Uh, ignore that. Um, but but those are the two teams that I like the moves the most. Um, back to the Defiant for a second. Hey, if you're not going to be good, at least be popular. So so they they made the right moves they got they got the right people they're they're going to do a lot of ton of fan engagement and you know good for them well, but I, yeah i i mean i i we talked a little bit about the the departure of harsha on the last episode and like omni and i had said like who who in vancouver fills the role that harsha did why do you Not think omni's to... missing today yeah <laughs> maybe yeah maybe that's it maybe he's totally he's, uh, he's about got to be a job face. now um but where Toronto is going is they they are establishing a roster that will be able to better connect to a Canadian community, and it's it's just the ability to be able to 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 speak with fans and converse with fans um, that you know is is missing in in other markets. Like I we I referred to it today in Titans Court how like when we interviewed the players, like and Dante came up, you know, had a conversation with me. Um, he spoke in English, which was phenomenal because I can't speak Korean. Um, <laughs> One so day was, we'll be able to say Light Force said this and spoke in Korean. Uh, you know, so that was appreciative. But that's something that's missing here in Vancouver, right? Like, and I mean, I don't know if that is just sort of the the decision that the team has made. Maybe it's the players just don't feel as comfortable. Maybe it's just, just not involved. But like, and Dante today in Titans Court says, was it three words, three, four words? And it's like, wow, thank you. Whereas in some of the other you know, team discords, the players have conversations. I mean, again, it would be it would be nice to have the ability to connect 
Uh, and maybe that's something we'll see more of in 2020 from the Titans. But I think with, again, back to the defiance moves, you're right. If, if that team doesn't work out to be as competitive as the defiant would like, they do have marketability. For sure. And then uh, speaking of Dante, shout out to him. Cause he wrote this, um, kind of reflection piece on, on Twitter. So if you're not following him on Twitter, just go ahead and follow him on Twitter. Um, and then he spent the next like three or four hours translating it all into English. And it's, it's an essay, man. Like mm-hmm. I haven't written something this long since the uni. Um, so, so definitely go take a read at that. It talks about the, how he got started in Overwatch and in coaching and, 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 you know, and scouting and things like that. And, and how, how, uh, Pajan reached out to him and, and so on and so forth. And how he kind of actually got his visa, got over here, um, got welcomed by Harsha as one of a piece of the family and, and so on and so forth. It's, it's a great read. I don't want to kind of spoil it and, and, you know, give it, give it away. Um, but it's, you know, for, for an off season, as long as this one, it's, it's definitely the kind of stuff that we want to see. Well, I mean, let's take that a step further. What was some of the most engaging content we got from the team, you know, via YouTube? It was sort of the insight into the individual players. And then Dante just went and he gave us that insight. I think that's the stuff that that we as fans are craving more of. And he, on his own, not only went and shared this, but you're right. He went as far as translating it. But yeah, great read. Um, Beyond any other moves you want to touch on before we get into the big news of the weekend? Um, I mean, the fusion announced their team, their team looks solid. Like I said, Oh, arc resigned with uh, justice. So I think it's arc and, and aim God. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm hopping on the justice bandwagon now, especially seeing how Corey popped off. Um, they're, they're my new outlaws this year. Sorry, uh, Harsha. Oh, wow. You've broken his heart. We know Harsha listens to RSP. I know he does. So, BlizzCon happened this weekend, and uh, we talked a little bit about the last episode as to this BlizzCon being the one that needed to set the tone for a number of maybe misses we saw, you know, last year in in 2018. Um, What new stuff did we learn, you know, this year that we didn't already know going into it? Not a whole lot. Um, Apparently, uh, the organization, either by design or by loose lips uh, became a sieve. <laughs> uh, everything was just pouring on out like the, the screenshots and all of that. And it, I liked how like in each one of the sort of title main title presentations that was sort of referred to as uh, just, you know, looking to confirm. And as you already know, or, you know um, the biggest surprise, you know, this side of Friday, but uh, we have Overwatch 2 is now official, so it's going to be happening. Uh, we'll talk more about the Overwatch side of things, but I do want to sort of touch on some of the other stories that came out. Uh, Diablo 4 is official, and it doesn't require you to have a mobile phone. Uh, Hearthstone is getting a new expansion. There's going to be a new DLC for World of Warcraft. Um, uh, Arcturus Mengst is going to now be available to you in StarCraft 2. And then uh, Heroes of the Storm uh, gets a new hero in, in Deathwing. When This one's funny because Heroes of the Storm is a, a, a title that Blizzard has decided to maybe... They haven't killed it. Like, they're still... They still have developers on it, but like corner of the desk stuff, it seems it's more maintenance. Yet I don't understand why they're keeping it alive. Stubbornness. Maybe like I, it's one thing to keep it alive, but it's another thing to still be ha- releasing content for it. 
Yeah. And hey, if you had a uh, virtual ticket or you happen to be at BlizzCon, you're going to be getting Deathwing for free while the rest of us scrubs will need to pay for it. Again, I don't know many scrubs that are still playing Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> Nobody's playing for it. <laughs> if you are, Sorry, Deathwing is soon available. Um, but uh, Overwatch 2. Brief understanding as to what we're going to be getting. First and foremost, a uh, brand new engine. Uh, second, we're now getting the PVE side. And that's going to be a combination of new stories, but also new hero missions. We also are going to see on the competitive, the PvP side, the introduction of new heroes, new maps. Oh, Canada, we get one. And then a new mode called Push, where the nicest robot in the world pushes things back and forth. They're really good at pushing things. That's That's what the robot tells us. So what does this all mean? Well, if you happen to have Overwatch today, when Overwatch 2 comes out, you're going to get access to the new mode, the new engine, and the new heroes. What you won't get access to are the new stories and the new hero missions. So the PvE side is what you would be upgrading to. Now, there seems to be confusion. Like, oh, what the heck would I buy Overwatch 2 then? Well, PvE is not for you. Overwatch 2 is probably not going to be for you. But if you don't have Overwatch by the time 2 launches, I don't think you'll be able to go and get the PvP-only version. So I'm going to gather that if you already have what we have today, we're going to pay a reduced price to get the new version. Those of you who don't have it will pay the full price. And then beyond... That will be up for debate. I don't imagine they'll ever get to a point where on the competitive side, they would have two different platforms because you don't want to, to, you know, divide your player base. No. What you're saying seems logical. Why do I get the feeling that at the end of the day, I'm going to be paying full price anyway? Well, (laughs) first and foremost, uh, when we bought, Overwatch, if we were one of the first people to buy, we paid a AAA price for a pretty, yep. oh, you know, okay, decent game. Now, have I got my money's worth out of it? Oh, damn straight. And the fact that they've continued to produce content at no cost to me, I've got, you know, every new hero, every new map, the new modes. New That's, skins. You know, like, from a function of be- running a business, there is no money to be made there. Mm-hmm. So them launching Overwatch 2 needs to make money. Now, if they were to go and use the same model, but then send it like, you know, for you and I say, hey, uh, just give me 40 bucks, you know, let's say double A title price or whatever we want to call it or season pass or expansion price. That's some, that's a sudden jolt of cash. But Sam, are, are you and I dropping any more money into that game after that? Yeah, maybe a dollar or two here for for your all access pass. That goes to that goes to Prime, right? That doesn't even go to them. So not not really. No, I don't, I don't, I don't need more boxes. Like, how many boxes have you unopened now? Oh, I I like, I've started to work it out. I think I'm down to like twenty some odd unopened <laughs> boxes. Like, I, so I mean, the, the, let's talk about sort of this this loot box model. So the loot box, mo- box model that's being used by Overwatch is kind of a blended approach. Everything that those loot boxes will give you can be earned over time, and you do earn loot boxes. You know, every week you can learn, you can earn more, and every time you level up, you earn more. Um, whereas some other games, they actually you know give you pay to win. So that's not what Overwatch does. Overwatch is not pay to win at this point. 
However, you look at a game like Fortnite, who doesn't have the pay-to-win strategy, but they have almost all of that cosmetic content gated. There is no functional way to earn some of these emotes, to actually earn some of the skins. And therefore, people drop money because they're like, oh, I told, like, I spent money on Fortnite just so that I could get the cowbell emote. Like, I actually, and I bought it twice because that was back when they, you couldn't do crossplay when you had a PS4 account. <laughs> Anyhow, in Overwatch, again, I don't drop money because there isn't, there isn't this desire. So I feel with way Overwatch 2 is being positioned and the fact that it doesn't sound like they're going to introduce cosmetics the way we see sort of the Fortnite world, that they do need to make money. And I, you're right. Maybe it will be a triple A price, which will suck. But will I, will I be the guy pre-ordering it as soon as I can? <laughs> yes, you will. I would have pre-ordered it this weekend if that was made available to me. In fact, I, I mentioned this when, when uh, we were talking a little bit about uh, the, the BlizzCon keynote. It was shared that there was a very, you know, basic sort of, I don't even know if you want to call it an alpha version at BlizzCon. If they had mentioned that, oh, all people who have a virtual ticket will get access to this over the course of a week, <laughs> it would have been like, yeah, no problem. Take my, was it 80 bucks Canadian for us to, to buy it, I think. I would have dropped the money for that experience. Even though like, oh yeah, I could have played the, uh, you know, get early access to the new mode in Hearthstone and all these. No, no, it would have been just the pre pre alpha of Overwatch two. No, no, I I know. I I mean, even back when I joined this podcast, I had gotten word that they were already working on Overwatch two, but like it wasn't it wasn't a confirmed source, so I didn't want to just kind of drop it out there. Um, so it's actually been in the works for for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Um, but but. Judging just from, I, I was on XQC's stream for a while, I was on Seagull's stream for a while. It, it does look very, very alpha. Um, and it, it almost seems like they, they really rushed it to get it into this BlizzCon. Like it does, it doesn't seem quite ready. Um, just judging yeah. from some of the icons in the corners and things like that, like stuff being written in Helvetica or whatever. Um, I know that's, that's, you can change that in a second. It's just, it, it does feel like, like, um, Rio de Janeiro might be the only map that they've they've you know co- got confidence enough to to run through on an alpha. Um, so we don't have we don't have a uh, release date. I would be extremely extremely surprised if it if it came out this year. Um, well, it's not coming out for 2019. Yeah, yeah. and, yeah, and even next clear. year, I'd I'd imagine like a May date, maybe. And this is again based off nothing, just pure speculation. So I don't want it to become some sort of weird rumor thing. But but I would be looking at May. See, even that feels to be to be too early. And you know, this is just sort of you know sidestepping to talk more generally about BlizzCon and the different titles. Mm-hmm. Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 were, you know, by far and wide, the two, you know, titles with pop. Now, it's not to suggest that, you know, someone who's in the Hearthstone or World of Warcraft, what have you, aren't equally as excited. But we know when the new X-Pack drops on Hearthstone. We know when the DLC will likely come for WoW. We have absolutely no clue about Diablo 4. In fact, when when the question was asked, it's like, we're not even going to say soon, let alone <laughs> Blizzard soon, which is not soon. Like, So 
it, it feels to me that Diablo 4 was released because they needed something and they saw what happened after Immortals. Um, like, is, is Immortals even out? Like, will it ever come out at this point? Like, I've heard nothing about it. You know, but, uh, and in Overwatch 2, I think this was a matter of, of ensuring that there was something without diving into to new maps, new modes. Like we, I think it was, Jeff Kaplan had mentioned that we'll see probably a couple heroes and maybe a map or two before Overwatch 2 goes live. I guess time will tell. <laughs> well, hey, time always tells. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, the, the maps and heroes. So Echo, we saw Echo in the, 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 the short animated short, which I'm sorry, I, that, that was phenomenal. That video, like you watched it, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I watched it almost live. I missed the first bit, but it was it was good. Like, I mean, if they're the cinematic shorts that the Overwatch team has been putting together have been top notch. Like Activision Blizzard does do quite a bit. I mean, hell, they tried to make a movie, but the Overwatch ones I find are like they 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 do it right. They give they introduce the lore, and this one tugged on all the right strings, like. The spoiler alert, cover your ears for the next two minutes if you haven't seen it. Did you think that uh, Winston was going to bite it? I thought Winston was going to alt. But, well, so, uh... <laughs> see, that's the thing is, yeah, maybe, oh, but like the way it was sort of leading up, like, you know, Tracer, like, you know, you'll be right behind us, right? You know, a little smirk. And then I, I, if I were to redo this, I, I would have taken out the whole like Genji running up part. Because as soon as you see Genji running, oh, Genji's kind of like, if he had just shown up and done his deflect, that I think would have had a little more emotion there. Uh, we got to see Reinhardt and, and Brig come out with the hammer down, which is like the best thing ever. And I've already made a gif of that and shared it on <laughs> Twitter. Um, the So the, the, the interlock shields, which... I chuckled by is that you have this tiny little shield and then you have a Reinhardt shield and you put them together and now you have two Reinhardt shields. That makes no sense. Um, one plus one is three. Yeah. But uh, I thought it was really well done. What yeah. else did we get out of this? Well, Echo, we saw Echo in that. As we I saw say. Echo in that, but, but just back on Genji, like Genji stole the show, man. With his hoodie? Do you have that oh, hoodie yeah. yet? Like they, if they yeah, don't have I, that I hoodie in that. the store. I will buy that hoodie right now. Like that, that hoodie needs to be made available. As long as it's not made by Fanatics, I'm sorry. Well, I can't promise that. Um, <laughs> uh, Sojourn, uh, or Sojourn, however you want to say it, uh, Canadian hero, an actual Canadian hero. So none of this debate over uh, Farah being a quote unquote Canadian or the conversation that May was originally <laughs> supposed to be Canadian. Um, Sojourn is going to be a Canadian hero. We have a map in Canada. It is Toronto. Uh, which mm. this map is shown a future where the uh, Toronto transit system will actually be functional and complete. Um, but there's also a lot of like Canadian like references. There's, there's the Tim Hortons reference. Uh, it introduces the raccoon curling club, which I'm an old guy who's watched a lot of Canadian television content. There used to be a TV show called the raccoon. So I hope that that was them digging deep into the Canadiana is, to reference that- it. How, how deep does this go? Well, all, like the n- only other thing that I could think they could do to like d- go full Canadian right. is that on somewhere, some part of the map is a small little house hippo. That, that seems like heritage moments type stuff, man. I have no, even I have no idea what you're talking about. In, in, you know, in fact, 
the victory screen should be a heritage moment, you know, window. <laughs> like it really should, right? Like we get the the fin for uh for um Hollywood. I think the we should have a heritage moment window. Like uh you know, Jeff Kaplan, I I know you listen to our podcast, heritage moment victory screen. Needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And if you guys are listening to this, you don't know what a heritage moment is, hit the pause button, go Google heritage moments, learn about Winnie the Pooh. That's right. You'll Winnie the Pooh. Um, there's, uh, what else? Oh, <laughs> the, Dr. Dr. Naismith. Yeah. Dr. The basketball is invented baskets, here. Basketball is invented um, here. Flanders Shout Shields. out to, uh, Omni's Phoenix Suns, by the way, he told me to do that. Yeah. Um, they they he- win basketball games. If you go on uh, on on YouTube and search Heritage Moment, there's the Crack Spider, which mm-hmm. is not a Heritage Moment, but Crack Spider and House Hippo, same vein. Mm-hmm. Well, there was one other one that that you know has TV that's still relevant today. Um, there was a Kang's Convenience Store, which is which oh, is yeah. a spinoff Kim's Convenience. Kim's Convenience. Um, that's another great show. Well, other ways so, to get you through the off season. And see, that's the thing is that they they the fact that they've used the CBC as a source for some of this material. That's why I'm thinking the raccoons, like, you know, there's a lot of other uh, stuff that uh, they can do. Um, we're going to see more maps. There was like four in total that they had shared mm-hmm. uh, over the course of the weekend. And as to whether or not they'll come out in overwatch two or before, it sounds like we're going to see them before. Um, so like, you know, some things to, to, to understand, is that, uh, you know, everything you've earned in Overwatch 1, it's coming over to Overwatch 2. We sort of talked a little bit about that already. Um, we're going to see probably a new map, maybe two. Uh, we'll probably see a new hero, which, you know, it, when we think about one hero, then May is much more relevant. Um, there is going to be sort of a refresh of how, like, the profile information and stats will be done. But, uh, yeah, I mean, again, as you had already alluded to, time will tell. The other thing that happened Overwatch-related during the course of uh, the the weekend, actually, there are two things. Let's touch on the first one, which is the Overwatch World Cup, where we were cheering for Canada. And in Canada's very first match, their main tank was streaming Overwatch 2. <laughs> oh, what now, a if, gong show. <laughs> if, if you don't know what we're talking about, so XQC wearing his Team Canada jersey was streaming Overwatch 2, like the actual demo that they were showing. Uh, it was him, I think Fran, Stylosa, and uh, Seagull, I think were the yeah, four. four. Now, apparently Team Canada knew about this going into it, but if you watch one of uh, XQC's streams leading up, I think it was like oh, maybe two weeks before, he he shared publicly this conflict. I've been asked to do this, but then I have the Overwatch World Cup as well. Like, what do I do? It's well, so stupid. If you're Blizzard, why the heck do you go and ask, I mean, I know why why they would ask XQC. His, his popularity on Twitch in, in the Overwatch category is you know up there. I mean, if he's not the number one Overwatch uh, streamer uh, days and days out, he's like, num- you know, top three. So Blizzard wants the eyeballs that his stream will get. But then on top of that, they've now taken the main tank 
from the uh, the Vancouver's from Team Canada. Like you, you've you've you have someone who has been picked by their representative nation, and you've made them unavailable. And like I'm, I'm trying to dig up what what I found at the time. So so at the time, XQC was streaming and Canada was playing. I I want to say there were eighty thousand people watching XQC because he does pull in that kind of draw. And there were like six thousand people watching the Canada. I think it was Denmark mm-hmm. or, or no, that was Canada, or, Russia, Russia. Yeah, yeah. while yeah. Well, you know Canada was getting its face stomped in. Um, to, so it's like I understand why they got XQC. I understand that, you know, they made an arrangement and I understand that Team Canada did the best they could. I'm not even saying like if XQC played on Team Canada, the results would be any different because, you know, we know with with the ability of hindsight that that it wasn't the case. Um, but it's just them cannibalizing themselves, right? And it kind of further further cements the the gong show that this this World Cup in itself was and and you know, for me to stretch it even further puts a little bit of, of a stinker on, on the USA's victory, which I thought was very well deserved, but you know, this, this world cup, like it just seemed like nobody from the organizers, you know, and obviously we're a little salty as team Canada, um, seemed to care about it all that much. It seemed to be an afterthought and we kind of just shoved games in like, like, and, and, and like, you know, the fact that it was extra life gaming day just meant like all of us were just looking at the screen all day. So it was so funny after we had streamed for what, four or five hours. Um, I was like, I got to get off this computer. I got to get something to eat. And then I realized like another match was on and ended up sitting in front of the computer or yeah, the, the screen for another like four or five hours watching the, the crazy USA, uh, South Korea game, the bits and parts of the China game. Um, so on and so forth, but it's just like who who's gonna sit there for that long? Um along with all this streaming stuff that's going on simultaneously. Um and yeah, sure we can watch it afterwards, but you know, in twenty nineteen who who actually goes and does that, right? So it's like why? Well the, <laughs> I mean the the fact that the Overwatch World Cup paid out diddly is problematic. Because if if you're let's look at it from a business perspective, you're XQC. You're in a position where you have an opportunity. Like even if he's not being paid to stream Overwatch Two, he was streaming on his channel, mm-hmm. where people are dropping subs, dropping bits, dropping donations. He's getting eyes on his stream that he might otherwise not normally get because again, people are wanting to tune in and watch Overwatch Two. So there's there is a business motivation for him to to stream on his own. Playing for Team Canada is more about pride, and I'm not suggesting that XQC doesn't have pride in Canada. It's just he was put in a difficult position. Now let's talk about the World Cup and pride, because that's really all players were playing for. Like there was uh, was it the Korean team who was mm-hmm. funded to come to the United States had their own players, their own coaches ponying up serious money for the opportunity to play in the Overwatch World Cup. This is this is a funded team making this trip. In, in what world will any of these these countries or these teams look to do this again? And then you have how many that that found the way to get money together to mm-hmm. come and try to get in to 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 play to lose one and be out like, yeah, yeah, this Hong, is Hong Kong had a hell of a ride just to get there. 
Ireland had a hell of a ride. I don't. Even, I can't remember if they ended up going or not, but but I saw them in my in my feet a lot. Yeah, it's just I I don't know what they do to fix it. Like they we were talking a little bit on Titans Court. Um, you know, is it do they have to have sort of regional qualifiers? I, I personally think that they do. I think as far as the Overwatch World Cup works, they need to find a way to ensure it's not a financial drain. Like to get the best in the world, you can't introduce a dollar sign barrier. And it's just, it's just such a shame because I remember like, that was the other thing. My, my wife was like, wondering, like, why have you been sitting in front of the, the TV all, all day? Like, it's, it's a beautiful day. Like, what are we doing here? And I'm like, don't you remember? This is like world cup day. I've been doing this for the last three years. And, and now that I think about it in, in memory, like I had, like, that was the one day that I was just glued to a stream watching, watching overwatch. And it used to be so exciting. And, and I mean that the, the matches were still exciting. Like I think, I think, um, you know, USA put on quite a show actually, but it just, you know, we've been so spoiled with such phenomenal overwatch play in the last year with owl that it felt almost amateurish, even though I know a lot of the same people were playing, but we know that they don't have as much practice as the shock or the Titans or, or whoever else. Right. Like we, we know that they were throwing together kind of like, you know, with nominal time and, and we know that they're not, they're, they're kind of volunteering or whatever, doing it for pride. And so, so all these elements are in play. So it doesn't feel like best in the world. It kind of feels like best of what we got. Um, that, that, that was the kind of the prevailing feeling that I got throughout the whole tournament is that like, you know, we're going to get to three, we're going to do this real quick. Um, and then we're going to move on and we're going to get these guys to play again. Like when's the last time, like Sinatra had to play, I think it was like three, four matches in one day. Yeah. Well, if we, if there is one thing in my mind, it encapsulates how the Overwatch World Cup went down. Look at the production. Mm-hmm. Like the, they look like the casters looked like they were here in my den using my, <laughs> my green screen. Like maybe they were like, I would think that this is, if this is what you want to be like a showcase event, like look at the, you know, FIFA World Cup the amount of money that goes into production is significant. I'm not, I know economies of scale are different. You know, FIFA world cup is completely, you know, stratospheric when it comes to funding, but that's the one area that they can control. Like blizzard controls the production. They have the means to go and make that look slick. And yet they elected to have, you know, people just chilling. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe having a good time. Maybe they were, who knows? Maybe they were volunteering for all we know, considering it doesn't seem like anyone is getting paid. Anyhow, uh, Canada lost uh, all four of the matches they played. They won only one map. If there is an Overwatch World Cup next year, I don't imagine Canada is going to have a funded trip if they use the same model they did this year. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, I would be curious as to sort of where Canada goes from this. Because Omni and I talked about like this team sort of felt like it was getting stale. And, but then where are, where's the opportunity going to come for those up and coming, you know, Mufan, what have you. And maybe this is it. I don't know, but and we'll learn more, I guess next November when BlizzCon 2020 takes place, assuming well, it does. Yeah. Like it just, it didn't feel right from, from, you know, the whole SQC thing. They, they knew about it. They supposedly planned for it. Um, they put Mangachu on, on Orisa, which lasted a map, um, switched over to agilities. 
and he he wasn't much better, but he was he was a little bit better, and it was just kind of disaster from there. It just it just didn't seem to make much sense. Yeah. Speaking of twenty twenty, let's talk a little bit about the Overwatch League itself. So uh, the other few things that came out of BlizzCon are some more details about what twenty twenty will look like. We already knew that there are going to be two conferences: the Pacific Conference and the Atlantic Conference. Each of those conferences split up into two divisions, which they used all four directions, which is interesting because in the Pacific you have East and West, and in the Atlantic you have South and North. Um. There are going to be uh, teams playing in their respective home cities. Vancouver gets two uh, uh, homestands, whereas I believe, you know, teams like Hollywood are getting like five. I think Dallas gets like five or something. Um, match structure, it's the first to three format. Each match is going to start with control. Teams then play hybrid, assault, and escort in order it rotates. Uh, they are also uh, only, uh, they well, let me phrase this. They're only going to play certain maps each sort of stage because they're introducing uh, map pools and they're sort of updating the patch rollout uh, to ensure that players have team or have time to practice on new patches, which in Overwatch League terms is like, yeah, so the season ended on this patch and the playoffs will start on that one. The uh, map pool, I think, is going to eliminate, uh, was it Horizon and Paris? Mm-hmm. People are very excited about that. So uh, they will, uh, peace be with them for a period of time. Uh, there is going to be both an all-star as well, a mid-season tourney. So we knew about the all-star event happening, but the mid-season tourney is kind of like the what the stage playoffs were this past season, the difference being it's only four teams. So it'll be the top two teams out of each conference. And then the next best team out of that conference. So conceivably you could have, let's say like, let's use the Pacific conference. You could have the Vancouver Titans and the San Francisco shock play in this midseason tournament. If they happen to be the best two teams in the Pacific uh, I'm not trying to suggest that that will be the case, but again, using sort of this past season as a result. Now, the mid-season tourney itself is going to be uh, essentially a single elimination. So top two teams will play the uh, lower-seeded team, and then the winner plays each other. And uh, there is money to be had. Half a million dollars for first place out of the mid-season tourney. 250 for the second-place teams, and third and fourth both get 150 k uh, all-star attorney, uh, that's just a 250 K split amongst players, whatever that looks like. Cool. Uh, season goes on and, uh, at the, uh, the playoffs, we actually already have those details. So the seventh through 12th seeded teams in the standings, they're going to get into that play in tournament we saw earlier, which is then going to go into, uh, a, uh, I'm just reading this here. So this is the words are interesting. I think the the seventh through twelve will qualify for the play in tourney, and I think the play in tourney might be single elimination. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, Similar but, to this year a little bit. Right? Yeah, I think so because it's like I'm reading. It's like oh, followed by a double elim bracket. So I think you're in a single elim for plan, but double elims for the bracket out. Top two teams per conference, top seeds. Uh, next four teams across both conferences are three to six, and then the two teams that advance. And the prize pool for the season is a million and a half for first, 800k for second, 500k for third, 300k for fourth, 200 for fifth and sixth, and 100k for seventh and eighth. So there's some big money to be had there. I think it's way too early for us to determine who 
is the favorite outside of the Vancouver Titans, which is obvious in my mind. But no well, bias. I mean, I mean, by that time, we're talking about Stitch as the best soldier in the world, right? So yeah. I don't even know what that means right now. So true, so true. And I actually should also point out that midseason tourney is not like whose record at the halfway point. Um, the midseason tourney is actually going to be based on the with the teams uh, after I think it was like seven matches. Um. Oh, first nine matches. So it's based on the result of nine matches, and that's based on logistical requirements about teams around the world. Some having played more, some having played fewer, so they couldn't use a specific date. Hmm. Anyhow. And of course, we have no idea where that's going to be, right? Ah, uh, no, not at all. I haven't shared that. I mean, I would have, like, the Blizzard Arena, as we know, it's no more. So it's likely going, I would think, going to be in a home city somewhere. And, it, you know, as a means to connect with fans, maybe, you know, it's like, you know, the whole All-Star game is hosted, you know, by various cities and traditional sports. So maybe that's what we're going to see with the Overwatch League. Anyhow, that, once we know, we will share with you. As we look to wrap up this episode, though, this special episode that came in a little bit less than the two weeks, you normally would have to wait. Uh, I made a comment about, hey, you know, it would be awesome if we get reviews. And I had said this each and every episode, and I say, hey, if you leave us a review, wherever it happens to be, let us know. And I will read it verbatim. Now, I don't know if this qualifies as a review, um, but uh, it did come in via Twitter. <laughs> now, I happen to be sitting in uh, the airport in Seattle, so I'm I'm just chilling, waiting for my flight home. And uh, Adam Adamu, who you might know as at Grayson on Twitter, he happens to be the co-founder and strategy of Overactive Media, which happens to be the owner of the Toronto Defiant, the Toronto Ultra Splice, uh, Mad Lions, and Montreal Rebellion unsolicited sends a tweet my way. Hey, Lightforce, quick shout out to let you know that I love your Ready, Set, Pwn podcast. Nothing more, just giving you credit and sharing positive vibes. Like, when I saw that, I was stoked. Like, first and foremost, it's not that he sent that. It's that someone would take the time to simply send a message to say, I love what you do, and I want to let you know. Like, that, I... I talked a little bit about it when I shared it on Twitter. I, that's the stuff that motivates me to continue to create content. It's not, we're not here to make a ton of money. At least I'm not. Mm. If someone's paying you, Sam, I don't know where you're getting that money from. It's probably Omni. But, you know, it's one of the reasons why we look to, to solicit that feedback is that we want to know uh, that what we do matters. And, and Adam reaching out to us to, to share that is phenomenal. And again, it's not just because Adam shared it. It's that he felt it important to do so. And it's no different than any of our normal listeners do. Like I, I don't know Adam from Adam. Well, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um, But like, I I genuinely glow. I mean, for those of you who may have only seen me, you know, once or twice or handful of times, whether it's at like Titans events or, you know, sort of casually talk to me in that, when people come up and say, Hey, are you Chris? Are you light force? You're from ready set pwn. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, Oh, I love your, I love your podcast. I'm genuinely excited to know that. 
I, I, I tell my wife, I'm so happy. Like, Oh my God, I met someone who listens. This is, this is, this <laughs> and what is your wife thinking that? Yeah, she's like, you know, good, good. You know, pats you in the head, sensing <laughs> in my way. But, but that's the thing, right? Like that's, that's the small, you know, the small kindnesses that just go a long way with me. Anyhow, I, I'm getting all gushy. No, nah, it's super but, cool, especially, you know, since I go out of my way each week to make fun of the Toronto Defiant. But hey, it keeps them on the airwaves. <laughs> the uh, thing is, though, it's no different than if it is, you know, Adam, who happens to the co-founder of Erecta Media, uh, or, or anyone. You leave us a review. You leave us some kind words, something like that. You send us an email, feedback at readyseptone.com. Or if you happen to drop us a voicemail, you'll find you'll get that included uh, in a future episode, especially if it's a voicemail. If it happens to be a voicemail, I will actually play the audio because I'm that awesome. Ooh. Oh, and, and Sam, what was that that deal you had if someone leaves us uh, something to do with our phone? Uh, it's the off-season. All deals have to be renewed. So we'll think of something new. I will do something special. Haven't wow. decided what yet. You're you're totally lawyering up now, huh? Mm-hmm. That's that's not very nice. Like you lawyered up on someone who totally, you know, I'm <laughs> granted manipulated was, the system. Wasn't that a manatee? <laughs> no, 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 no. That was, that was somebody uh, else. That was Corin. Oh yeah, Corin. We met yeah. Corin though. Cool guy. Yeah, yeah. He stopped got, by at, uh, at the watch party. But if you do want to leave us a voicemail, a phone number is six zero four four zero nine three three two four. That's six zero four four zero nine thirty three twenty four. You can send a text message or leave a voicemail. It does not receive faxes. Uh, but uh, any final words of wisdom you want to share with all of our listeners there, Sam? Mm, I saw a bear for the first time. Oh, really? Like in your backyard? Like an actual bear. No, it was running mm-hmm. across the street. And what I learned about bears is that they're very heavy. Like this this <laughs> dude was sprinting, but like you could see him lugging all like, I don't know what how much bear weigh, bears weigh, like 400, 500 pounds. And you could see it just kind of like lumping. It's, 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 not, it's not fast. But, you know, it didn't get hit by a car, so good for him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, come to Coquitlam, where where bears live. Well, I, we, Actually, I we, when you moved, I think we had a conversation about, like Omni and I did, about you, you're in bear country and you're fighting bears. Like, you legitimately live. Yeah, but I, I in, legitimately in saw a bear this time. So, yeah, yeah. so it, was, it, was, it was really interesting. Yeah. I can't say I see bears where I live here in Richmond. Um, Maybe I I'll tell them to go your way next time. Coyotes, raccoons. Uh, not mice. as interesting as a bear gotta no. say although i wouldn't want to pick a fight with a coyote or a raccoon because both of them are are vicious af man <laughs> uh as for me uh thanks for tuning in again uh, i won't gush too much more but uh if there's ever anything that you want to share with us please do let us know you can find me on twitter it's at light force or the podcast at ready set uh you can email us feedback at resetpone.com resetpone.com is where our website happens to be and then we're on all of the social at ready set Pone. If you happen to be listening to us for the very first time, I hope you listen again next week, maybe. I mean, technically next week is a record week, but we recorded this week. So we'll see. We'll see. But uh, again, it's the off season. So expect at least a two week break between every episode that you hear. And then you won't be disappointed. In fact, you might be uh, thoroughly happy that extra episodes show up in uh, on your favorite podcast uh, application, presuming you hit that subscribe button. 
But on behalf of Sam at another Sam Chan, Omni, who happens to be missing in action, recovering from the illness at Omni Strife, myself, Chris at Lightforce, we'll sign this episode off with those magical two words Atrays. Thank you.